I want to start this episode out by saying I need the contact information for the person who sourced the kids for the Jeezy Tiny Desk. He needs a redo and he needs better people. I want to know what the criteria was for the kids that you chose as an audience for Jeezy's Tiny Desk. How could they let it go silent with that go crazy intro? It was the most beautiful thing. And I hear silence at the chorus. I'm flabbergasted. I thought that they were maybe turned down low or, but I mean, what was the criteria? Are these kids really that uncultured? Is that a thing? And another thing, like I was talking to a friend of mine and he said that he was talking to like a kid that's like Gen Z. Like maybe they're like, I don't know, 17, 16. And he mentioned something about Jay-Z and the kid says, I heard of him. You heard of Jay-Z? What? What? You just heard of him and that's it? I'm scared for these kids. I'm afraid. I'm shaking. And I'm quite embarrassed for Jeezy. He needs a redo. He needs a redo. And I still need that contact information for the person who sourced those kids. I need to talk to him. I, I really want to talk to them. I need to know. But anyway, that's not even what this episode is about, but this is episode two of the Not So Much A Podcast, and I know you guys didn't think I wasn't going to give you another episode. Like, come on. At the height of our friendship? Come on. It's me. But let's get into this next episode. Right before I started recording, I was on TikTok because, I mean, who is not on TikTok in their free time? But super side note, I love when people call TikTok the clock app. Like, I don't know who started that, but when I tell you that is the funniest thing to me, I need to find out who did that. Anyway, I was on the clock app and I am like obsessed with the 16 carriages, Maxwell Fortunate mix, like that mashup. Whomever did that, the DJ, the creator, chef's kiss. Like the songs just lay so well together, but nonetheless, so quick little sidebar. I like to give credit where credit is due and I was able to do a little detective work and I was able to find the Beyonce and Maxwell Fortunate Carriages mashup is by Jay Beats. He is a producer and mashup artist extraordinaire. I'm reading his bio on Patreon. So let's go ahead and run that up for him because he has a couple little bops on there. All right, so let's get back to the episode. It's videos of people pretending the backwards skate. I guess the song is making people feel they need to go break out their skates and start backwards skating to it with their man. But when I tell you that the videos are hilarious because the people who are doing it are not on skates at all. They're just like moving their body in a way that they know for a fact if they were on skates, it was going to be gliding with the music. It's hilarious. So definitely check that out. If if you do nothing else, check out that mix of 16 Carriages and Fortunate by Maxwell because it, like I said, it's like the perfect mix. The other thing is this is going to be an explosive episode. And I say that because... This is my hot take on this topic. America hates fat people. And I have a million reasons why I feel that way. Okay, but we're going to just highlight a few and why I'm saying what I'm saying. So the last couple of weeks, I've been preparing for a work trip. Annually, my job has a conference. So I need an outfit for this a black tie event. And I'm like getting prepared for it because I'm 100% remote. So when it's an opportunity for me to step out and be dressed up, I'm going all out. Like, I want to be cute. I want to show off my best outfits that nobody gets to see but my closet. Because again, like I said, I work from home. So I'm trying to step out and looking for black tie attire because work attire, I got that down. 
not too much on that, right? So I'm definitely pulling out some leather, okay, for some of my work pieces. So I'm excited about that. But getting back to the issue at hand about America hating fat people. Is it that America feels like we shouldn't be allowed to attend cocktail events or black tie events? Like what, what is the reason for the overly matronly cuts and the sequins and the over the top on the ruching and the draping? We're, we're not living rooms. Like girls, girls, okay, are also plus size. We want to wear what the other girls are wearing. And we don't want to have to spend $600 to do so. And might I add, I don't know if this is just the season that we're in, but even if I wanted to spend $600 on a dress, the designers who cut them for plus size women don't have anything in stock. They have like one item when you search the category. Full price, might I add, but nothing that I want to wear. Heavy ruching, spaghetti straps, like... I don't understand. Why do you hate me? Why do you hate me? I'm just trying to enjoy the little luxuries in life. And if that's going to a work function and being dressed to the T, that's what I want to do. But I can't even find anything I want to spend my money on or that I want to be caught dead in. And I'm just not understanding. I feel like at one point that we were getting into a, a better place with the body inclusive clothing, but it just seems like we're we're backpedaling here. And At this point, we have a very select few stores that we can even go to for plus size items. So Eloquy, okay, we have ASOS and good luck with that. Fashion to figure, good luck with that one as of late. We have, um, I guess you could say Meshki and I'm not even going to count Meshki because if you're like bigger than a size 16, I mean, if you're like borderline 16, 18, it's probably not going to fit. So I'm not even going to use them, but if you could find something that stretches. There's a couple of companies, right? But Eloquy is a big one. Nordstrom is a decent one, like as far as a big box store. And ASOS, like those are the top three that are circulating in my mind in terms of like where I would look. And we can't all wear the same thing. I don't want to be somewhere and have on the same exact thing as someone else. Now, is that a plight of a woman who wears like trendy clothes? Sure. But when it comes to being plus size, this is all that's available. I'm trying to put the things together and I could over accessorize. I can put my own spin on it. But like to some degree, some stuff is not able to be changed. And so either we get to the function and everybody has on this matronly cut gown. Okay. Or it's sequins, full of sequins. They love sequins and huge floral prints that are just not even good enough for drapes or anything else. But that's what we deserve, right? I guess because we're fat and nobody cares. I'm trying to really wrap my mind around what the issue is. Because we're in 2024. We got all the AI and everything. And we can't seem to get plus size clothing right. And it just doesn't make sense. Not to mention, we are really struggling here in plus size collabs. Have you noticed the down spiral of collabs with plus size influencers? Like It just doesn't make any sense. I'm just trying to find an outfit for a work function. And I don't want to have to spend $600 and still be unhappy with what I have on. I feel like for $600, it's my dream dress. It's a dress that I have to have in my closet. But nine times out of 10, it's not. It's like you we're just given the crumbs, essentially. We buy it. It's expensive. And good luck trying to find another outfit. So this is now the outfit that you have to continuously wear to every 
function. So don't let someone now point it out. Like every single time you wear this, I love it. Oh my God, I have to leave. I'm never coming back. If someone identifies my outfit like that, I got to leave. I can never be around these people again. I have to literally never show my face because are you kidding me? And yeah, you could over accessorize. Like I said, all these other things, all that other stuff, but it's just, it's not enough. It's not enough. I just feel like we're, we're not being given the same opportunities just because we're plus size. And I don't even want to say fat anymore because plus size and even to the mid-sized girls, like at one point when I was much smaller, but still curvy, I still ran into the same problem. And that problem is they don't make clothes to go over any type of curves. So all the plus size models that you see, okay, quote unquote, they're not even plus size. They're six feet tall and usually don't have a curve to their body. And then don't let them have a stomach. God forbid they have a stomach because most plus size women arguably have, you know, a a larger stomach, heavier breasts. Like, then you want to put us in a mock neck maxi dress. I am under 5'7". And you want to put on a mock neck maxi dress covered in sequins with an open back. Make that make sense. Where am I wearing that to? So you mean to tell me now I have to spend all this money on a dress that I don't even like. And then I got to go find a tailor to fix it. And then I got to find undergarments. Okay, because that's a whole nother conversation for a different episode. They're going to go under that dress. And what makes you think that I want to have my back hang out? Because, oh, thank you for giving me sleeves. But now you have an open back. I, I just don't understand. Why do you hate us so much? And there are going to be people who say you could lose the weight, all that stuff. And that that is true. I'm not arguing that point about, yes, could you lose the weight? But the point is there should be clothes available for everybody, literally everybody's body. And as a person who at one point aspired to be a fashion designer and I would consider that art, I wanted everyone to experience this art. But it feels like these designers are intentionally setting out to exclude a whole group of people. And maybe you're not even considered plus size, but you're curvy. You no longer can fit these clothes or you're in the largest size or something medium. Like it, it fits around, you know, this part, but it's too small around here, you know, and there aren't going to be people who are of a smaller build that may complain about the same things, but I believe there's more options of clothing for you to wear, but When you have these other issues, meaning when you're a lot heavier in size, it's so much harder for you to find a lot of things. I feel like before COVID, like we were getting more collaborations and I I really, I need that to be studied. Why we don't have any more collaborations going on. I think about all the collaborations that we had with like fashion to figure, right? We had the over the knee boots and I think she had a couple of pieces with Nadia Abu Hassan. Gabby Fresh was doing the collaborations pretty religiously. Tabria Majors, Leslie Stadora. And first of all, anything that Tabria or Leslie wears, I'm buying it. I just need to see if it's going to fit. I know, like I said, I'm under 5'7". They have to be 5'7 or above. But similar in body type. And I just felt like if I bought it, I was going to look like Tabria. I was going to look like Leslie. So I'm just putting it out there. They're two of my favorite plus-size models. And I know they just recently had babies. I believe Les just got married. So congratulations on all of that to both of them. 
Um, but yeah, it's just frustrating. Like it, it just really, it bums me out every single time I have to go and find something cute to put on, not even for this type of function, but it's like, I'm left to fashion Nova or Eloquy. And then I just personally feel Eloquy makes clothes for taller plus size women, not for petite. And I know that they have petite options at times, but I'm not really petite. So then that's another problem. Then the the pants are a little too short or they just don't fit at all because they're cut for someone who's a lot shorter, I guess, and smaller. I'm not really sure. Haven't been able to put my thumb on it, but it's just, I don't like it. And recently, Jess, uh, Jess is fly, or I think I'll put her video at some point on the Instagram page just to show, you know, what I'm talking about. And if you have not checked her out, she does an amazing job at trying to find alternatives as a fashion girly for plus size women, because the designers, their extended sizing is really an extra large, but fits like a 12, 14, but advertises a 16, you know, like it's just complete, it's just garbage. But as far as what she's doing is she's making it her mission to find plus size alternatives that give a designer-esque feel, um, in which I love, love, love that series that she's doing. But she recently did one, don't remember the exact designer she was trying to get close to, but what she said was, I wanted to wear this and I would love to wear this designer, but I'm fat. So we can't do this. So this is the alternative that I have. And I felt that at 100%. Because there's plenty of times that I'm willing to spend the money on the item, but they don't make it in my size. And so then I'm turned off as a whole because I can't even squeeze into a little dress. Like we got to settle for accessories and don't let it be a belt because they don't make it in your size. But we got to settle for a bag. We got to settle for earrings. We got to settle for all the accessories and maybe the shoes if you don't have wide feet. But it's not, it's just not fair. I feel like... In 2024, why are we still dealing with this? I feel like it's like asking for world peace at this point. And I just think that we're just, I hate to be a pessimist and say that that's far-fetched, but like, that's how I feel. At one point, I thought we were on an up and we were starting to become more body inclusive, but I guess I'm wrong because we're back now with the Ozempic culture. I mean, we're, we, we're in a downward spiral. Because even your faves, okay, are on Ozempic. And they're open about it. Where there was a time where I'm sure people who struggle with their weight and tried every single thing that they know what Fentermine is. And I remember when being on Fentermine was like a hush-hush situation. I remember at one point taking Fentermine and... I had spoken to a couple of other women about it and they couldn't really say which doctor they got it from. Like it it was like, oh, my primary care will give it. And then a lot of people had recommended this one doctor and he specialized in like weight loss. So surgeries, pills, anything in that nature, and then cosmetic things. So I should have known right then that there was something like weird about it, but I remember making the appointment, I get there and I felt like I was sitting in an abortion clinic. It just had that weird vibe. It was dark. Uh, the lighting was all white. It just, it just felt grimy, you know? And I knew in that moment, like I was not making a good decision, but it felt like it was going to be right. Like it was going to pay off because 
if I took this pill, everybody's lost all this weight, so it must work. And, you know, maybe you have some some symptoms that aren't great, right? But you're going to be smaller and that's all that matters. So I don't think I ever saw the doctor, actually. I was seeing like the nurses and things like that. And they were going over this list of things and how to eat, how much to eat in order to get to the weight that I desired. Still have the paper, actually. And they said, you know, start off with half a pill and then work your way up based on this chart that they give you. And then you take that pill along with a drug called Topramate, which is at the time, I never really thought about how dangerous this was, but it's a pill that they give people with seizures. And so she said that they give this, these two pills, and then if need be, they'll introduce another pill that would help with managing your emotions. So anxiety and depression may become a thing. And so I'm like, oh, okay, you know, but she's like, not everybody experiences it and you're going to be so skinny and so thin. It's going to be perfect. You're, oh my gosh, I can just tell right now, like your body's going to be amazing. So of course, everybody in the office is gaslighting me and I'm hype, right? So then they're like, if you want, you can get your B12 injection right now. And I should have known that was a red flag right there. But she's like, yeah, we can give it to you right now. You want to just pay the $25? I think that was my copay at the time. And we'll go ahead and, and give you the shot. So, of course, I'm like, sign me up. Take the shot. I personally feel like the B12 made me tired. Uh, I don't know if that's like a side effect, but I feel like it, it didn't give me more energy. It actually decreased it. So, anyway, I go back to work. I'm feeling like like I'm on top of the world. I got these pills, okay, that they administered to me right in the office. And in my mind, I'm planning my outfits. So this was like right, I believe this is right before COVID too, actually, now that I think about it. But anyhow, so I start taking it. Everything's great. I'm sticking to my regimen. I mean, I've never been so dedicated to my weight loss. So I'm eating all types of tuna to get like all the protein that they needed. I'm eating like a million eggs and all these things to get to the the specified protein intake that I had to take. And it was like a high, high number, right? So super high protein diet. And all I'm drinking is water, protein shakes, things like that. And probably like a week and a half in, I started to like experience overwhelming anxiety and like just, it just sent me into like a spiral. And I remember crying over something so small. My mom's like, you got to stop taking those pills. And I'm thinking that like to myself, ma'am, I can get off these. I have to take these. I must take these pills. And my boyfriend at the time probably thought I was like nuts and insane. And he was like, I think you need to stop taking those. Like imagine it's you PMSing, but on this insane scale, like you feel not yourself. And so I was like, I guess this is what the lady was talking about. But in the moment going through it, I couldn't see it. But I started to get this immense anxiety. So I had to call my primary care. I remember calling her like two o'clock in the morning at one point because I felt like I was having a panic attack. And she's like, who prescribed that medicine to you? And I didn't want to tell her the doctor, although I know she could find out, you know, somehow. But I said, I don't want to tell you. She's like, I would have never given you that. Get off of it immediately. Drink water to flush your system. And I kid you not, I stopped taking the pills, left it alone. And I could not eat more than a mandarin, like more than that, like little teeny tiny orange each day while I was trying to flush it through my system. I couldn't eat. So these, these drugs and this diet culture is so bad. It's so bad, but 
this is where they make the money, right? Like diet culture has to exist. And I see an uptick with it, at least with this Ozempic. And not by any means am I shaming people who do the Ozempic, but I think it's creating that same narrative, like where back in, like again, back in the day where people were doing the fentramine, they're doing all types of different pills and I remember at one point it was another pill they were offering and uh, some other shots. So is it worth it? You know, I I can't say. And I'm not here to judge anyone who decides to do a vertical sleeve surgery or a full bypass. Some of these things are between life and death for some people who are overweight. So again, this is just how I feel about diet culture and why I hate that it exists. Um, but as far as what people do to lose the weight, I just feel like I'm in no position to judge anyone and, sh- and we should not. Because you don't know what somebody's dealing with and it, could it be life-threatening? Could it be a personal choice? None of that is any of our business. It's just society makes us feel every day that you're not deserving because you're overweight. And so overweight is automatically assumed uh, to be low self-esteem and all these things. And it's just like, it's so ugly and I hate it. And it's, it's been like this forever. And like I said, it feels like at this point, it's like a broken record. So like I said, hate to be a pessimist, but this is just what I've been going through. You know what I mean? I still have not found a dress. I've overnighted something. Can't say that it's going to fit. And it's a little matronly, but we're going to rock it out if it fits right. You know, but a couple of things that I want to say that if anyone hears this particular episode and they want to improve in the plus size department, let's stop making that walk of shame to the back of the store for plus size items. Okay. That's pissing me off. It's in the back in a corner somewhere. Like no one cares about it because the clothes back there are, it's like where all the, all the good clothes go to die. So send it back there to the plus size department. It's like insane. So let's stop doing that. Let's, let's move that plus size department up a little more. Okay. And highlight some of the good looking outfits uh, that they start creating. Okay. We want to talk about also like lose the ruching and the draping. Like it's good in the right spots, but less is more. We're not going in anybody's living room. Okay. Like stop, stop the sequins, stop the large floral prints that are not appealing. It's not good enough for a freaking couch draped anything. Okay. The the print is ugly. I'm not saying all print is ugly. I'm saying the prints that they give us are ugly and we don't want it anymore. Okay, we want the same clothes that all the girls' girls are wearing. We want them. And would it kill you to give us some sleeves and cute sleeves? Like the fluttery, flouncy sleeves. It's a lot. And I'm at this point now where I'm not doing shapewear because I know you guys have put on girdles and fajas and all these things. They all roll. Okay, they're all uncomfortable. And no one wants to wear that. Okay, I'm somewhere warm, Puerto Rico or out somewhere. No one wants shapewear. And also, can you help out the people that are under 5'7"? Is that a crime? I did see in Abercrombie that they had some pieces that were specifically made for people that were like 5'4 and below. And I love that. Love that idea. But can we get some pieces that fit? Can they fit? Can we start with the polyester? Can we get something a little stretchier? Can we just get material that's going to work on a body that's more curvy? Stop with the straight lines, the A lines. Let's cut it. There's so many other cuts that we can go with. Okay? So that's that on that. Well, thanks for coming to my TED Talk on why America hates fat people. 
And I don't know, maybe it's just me. I'm the only one that feels that way. Um, or I could just be extremely frustrated and I can't find something to wear to this event. But in any case, I'll keep you guys posted on what I end up wearing. And if you follow my personal page, you will definitely see what I end up wearing before we speak again. Now that we're coming to a close on this episode, all jokes aside, I just hope that I was able to bring some awareness, you know, with a little bit of a funny twist, I hope, and foster some form of empathy for people who are dealing with this issue in America. Okay. I'm sure there's tons of other issues here. We talk about mine today. All right. So I encourage you to go out while you're shopping, you know, take a little stroll, take that walk of shame to the back of the store. Um, and see what the plus size section looking like, what the hell they got us wearing. And you'll probably see the kind of odd blurred line between plus size and maternity. And that just leaves us to decide when we pick up a dress or a top, if this is like a maternity shirt or if it's a plus size shirt. I feel like it's all intentional, by the way. So I encourage you to go out, try that and see if you experience the same thing I do. Or maybe it's just the stores where I live. I don't know. I'm not sure. I've been to a lot of places even a different country and experience the same thing. So I don't know. Y'all will have to report back to me. All right. I also really need to know about these plus size influencer collabs. What's going on? I need somebody to talk to me on that. Is it that all the plus size girlies are not being offered the deals? Are we like, what What's happening? I need someone to get that on someone's desk I need them to start cooking something up for 2024, 2025. It's not, I'm not accepting anything else. Okay. And last but not least, do not forget to show the Not So Much A Podcast some love on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, as well as following us on our social media platforms. So I I think that's it. Thank you so much for listening as always. Until next time. Hey, this is Brittany from the Not So Much A Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. If you'd like to stay connected with the show, follow us on Instagram at Not So Much A Podcast. If you'd like to send love letters, suggestions, or downright need some advice, send us an email at hello at notsomuchapodcast.com or just send us a DM on Instagram.